Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brown Pundits Browncast. Today we have with us again Major Amin. Uh, Major Aga Hamayu Amin is a very well-known uh, figure in Pakistan. Uh, he is a military history guy who has written several books and uh, dozens of articles and has recorded uh, several podcasts of his own. Uh, he has a vast experience of life in the in Afghanistan. Uh, he has lived in Afghanistan for uh, close to 20 years now, on and off, and has worked with uh, many different parties there. Uh, so he has real on-the-ground experience, and uh, we will ask him about uh, what is going on in Afghanistan now, what is likely to happen in the future, and so on. So let me begin uh, by getting uh, Major Amin here. Uh, May Sahib, Salaam Alaikum. Uh, can you tell us a little bit? Ab- can you tell us a little bit about your uh, background and uh, what uh, your experience has been in Afghanistan? How do you know the country and what your background is? Uh, background is that I am a sixth generation soldier. Starting from uh, 1801, when Maharaja Ranjit Singh recruited my grandfather's grandfather's father, and uh, now sixth generation soldier, uh, served in the uh, PAPO 11th Cavalry Pakistan Army, retired in 1993, and working as a soldier of fortune uh, since that time. Okay. Right. So, what do you, uh, can you sort of summarize for us what the situation is in Afghanistan right now? Afghanistan is a total chaos. The Taliban are uh, at the moment holding Afghanistan. Uh, minus uh, areas like Panjshir, like Bamiyan, like uh, various parts of the north, uh, like uh, in Faryab, uh, in uh, Herat. In Nimroz, they are not holding many parts. Uh, by and large, they are holding, but it's going to be a long drawn struggle and uh, they are going to become a liability for everybody, for themselves, for Pakistan, for everybody. So, what is the, uh, what is the, uh, how did they come to be in power right now? What, what were the steps that sort of led to this? And uh, can you tell us a little about why America uh, sort of handed over Afghanistan to them? There, there, was, a, there was a secret agreement and uh, Zalmi Khalizdar, who's not Pashtun, who's uh, Changade, you know, Hindu descent, Changade. In Pakistan, you call them Changade. Uh, Zalmi Khalizdar is a very clever man and he managed the agreement, secret agreement by which Americans decided to hand them over Afghanistan. And there is a clear design. And I want to tell you, I want to tell you some things that uh, uh, my Afghan's wife's uh, uncles who were trained in USSR and many other people. This, uh, uh, this Ashraf Ghani, between 2015 and 2019, he dismissed 99% of officers trained in USSR so that Afghan National Army should become very weak. <laughs> and Afghan National Army was, you know, led by this, these uh, pussies selected by Americans. I'm sorry to say this word. Pussies selected by Americans. Because Americans also, you know, basically lower middle class boys in the uh, US Army, basically. And third rate people 
they selected 30 people from Afghanistan. And uh, uh, lowest caliber, lowest people. And you know, Russia used to train people in uh, Russia for three to five years, or in Warsaw But these Americans, these mother Americans, they never took any Afghan to USA. All Afghans were trained in uh, Afghanistan, in Harbi Pontoon, at very low cost, you know. And then, you know, this is all by design. That American handed over Afghanistan to these uh, Stone Age people. This is this is a clear design. There is no struggle. There is no jihad. Only 2,300 Americans died in 20 years. This is no jihad. Okay, brother. So you feel that the United States, at some point in the last two three years, or or even longer before that, reached a kind of an internal decision that they are going to hand over Afghanistan to the Taliban and then leave the place and watch it burn? Or do they intend to have close relations with the Taliban? Uh, what is their relationship with the Taliban going forward? No, they, their relationship is simple. The Taliban are a destabilizing factor. Taliban, I repeat, are a destabilizing factor and will destabilize everybody. They will destabilize Pakistan, they will destabilize China, they will destabilize, destabilize Central Asian republics, <coughs> they will destabilize Iran. In, in themselves, they are a destabilizing factor, you know. So, Americans are, you know, very comfortable. And, you know, Americans don't have to spend a cent now. Previously, they were, you know, they were spending useless money, you know, giving $1.5 billion to Pakistan Army per year, you know, this coalition support fund. For doing sweet fuck all. What was Pakistan Army doing in, um, uh, you know, in the Afghan war? 1500 miles of the border from the um, uh, this uh, Gobal River to Koi uh, Malaysia. 1500 miles, you know, Pakistan Army was not many. Only, you know, Pakistan was a big fraud, you know, a fabricated war, you know, which Pakistan Army was waging. And thank God they did, that President Trump uh, st stopped their funds, you know. Why should American give uh, these Mickey, Mickey Mouse taste like Pakistan or anybody? Even one cent, they don't deserve anything, you know, because they were playing double game all along, you know. And, you know, basically sons of NCOs and Munshis and Patwaris, you know, lower middle class fucking army. What do you expect, you know, from them? <laughs> so what is, but you feel that the Americans are now playing this sort of deep game? Or could it be that the American establishment is as clueless as they were 10 years ago and they're actually intending to have what they consider a kind of a relationship with the Taliban where their new proxy will in Afghanistan will be the Taliban? See, American establishment is very clear. Uh, President Trump, you know, uh, executed a brilliant deal. The only problem is that this Biden, because he is a fucking, you know, Democrat, you know, <laughs> he is, you know, is a senile man, you know, he's over fucking 80 years old, you know. He did not uh, plan the withdrawal, the, dis the disengagement properly. This is the only problem. Rest, you know, the deal is brilliant. And Afghanistan is going to become a hot potato for the Pakistani ass, for the Chinese ass, uh, for the Central Asian ass. For the Iranian ass, or they will burn the races. Okay, inshallah. But you know, the, the problem is that Biden executed a bad, you know, withdrawal arrangement because Biden is not a, you know, he's not a real, you know, person. 
you know, who can, you know, who knows the thing. You know, he's a, he's a politician. He's a politician good enough. He's won the election good enough. But he is not, a, you know, man of crisis, you know, like George Bush or Reagan or anybody. So he planned a bad withdrawal. That is the only problem. The rest, the American plan, plan is brilliant. And the hot potato, these fucking Taliban, they will burn the asses of all these people, you know, these Patwari sons and lower middle class people. So do They're you... They're fucking Pakistan and they are... Okay. Do you think that if the Americans are... Once this disengagement is completed and it's been handled badly, but whatever, it has been handled, 100,000 people have been taken out of Afghanistan. Uh, once it's over, in two, three days, no matter whether it's done well or badly, it will be over. What happens after that? Do the Americans still continue to give funds to Pakistan or the Taliban to try and stabilize the country? Or they just wash their hands and say, we are gone. You guys take care of it, whatever you want to do. Uh, as, as far as I foresee, uh, civil war is on the cards. It has already started. Uh, Pershir has declared uh, defiance. Uh, there are, you know, groups in uh, Tajikistan, uh, Pancheri groups, the Uzbekistan, Dostum groups, in Iran, uh, Ismail Khan, in uh, Nimroz, Gafur uh, Khan Baloch, and my dearest brother, Abdul Rahim Khan Bravi. They are all there, you know. The civil war is going to start. Taliban are not going to have a clean run. It's natural. And they are going to become a big liability for Pakistan. And the most dangerous part is that uh, Americans have a contingency plan to bomb Afghanistan and uh, targets may include uh, cities like Islamabad and Lahore and Karachi. So Pakistani state has to be very careful, you know. It is not a, it's not a joke. You understand? So do you feel once the Americans have left Kabul after three days that they will sort of disengage completely or they will have some covert operation going do they still have do they still have parties that they will be supporting for or against the taliban the americans have a huge following because you know for 20 years they built all the roads number one listen to me they built all the roads they built all the schools and clinics they built all the infrastructure which they had destroyed in south afghan war they have done complete reconstruction they have a very strong following uh, they have a very large number of people who want them back. Uh, naturally, Americans will have uh, human resources, human intelligence on ground. It is natural. It's, there is no doubt about that. And what about the other powers? So, who will sort of, how will the Taliban establish security throughout Afghanistan? What will be their, uh, what will be their sort of modus operandi in the coming weeks? And who will support them? Who will sort of pay for all of this? No, security is not a problem. But you know, I was in Afghanistan and Taliban regime also. Afghanistan was like a graveyard. Every woman was ready to get laid for even $5. This was the Taliban status, you know. You know, Afghanistan was like a graveyard. Security is very good. But there will be no jobs. There will be no opportunities. There will be no work. People will migrate, refugees everywhere, and Pakistani state has played a very coveted role. They have closed the gate. Torham, Sven Boldak is closed. No one can come to Pakistan. It's a very sad state, you know, because in Soviet Afghan, where Pakistani state had opened all the gates, 
because they were getting fucking dollars, you know. This Ansari Julaha, General Zia, he was Ansari Julaha from Saranpur, and this Akhrab Dramar, who could not afford a battery, car battery during uh, NDC and war course, he was doing NDC and war course with my uncle. Generals who could not afford a battery, they became billionaires. At that time, they opened the gates of Pakistan. Now they are saying, we will not open. This is a, is a, is a, is a dangerous contradiction, brother. What is the position of these people, uh, the so-called Islamic State of Khorasan, the Tariq-e-Taliban Pakistan, these groups, what is their position in Afghanistan and what is their relationship with the Taliban? You see, Islamic State is a sort of a copycat group. There is no group as such, but various people have adopted this name and Taliban also use this name to justify a blast, you know, like this Kabul blast, it is quite possible that it was done by Taliban, because I, my people were there in Kabul, and they were trying to get the foreigners inside the airport. Every checkpoint was uh, very strongly manned by Taliban, so it is impossible that any Islamic State got through. Islamic State was used by Taliban as a name just to justify this blast, and Islamic State could not have carried out this blast, as far as I see. It is just not possible. Rest, GTP, you know, they have got the Pashtun uh, blood, they have got the Pashtun language. When they speak Pashtun Taliban, they are their brothers, Margaret. So no problem for them. And the Pakistani establishment is badly led, you know. And in the, you know, sorry to say, in, in general, last time, Pakistan army had Pashtuns, Pakistan army had Shias, Pakistan army had uh, all kind of people. But now, sadly, Pakistan army has people only from one or two or three districts. And it's a very sad affair, you know. Hardly any Pashtun, you don't see any Shia. And the Shias are regarded as persona non grata in Pakistan army. So it's a very sad affair. A great country created by, you know, uh, Shia leader, Mr. Jinnah. Initially, Ismaili leader, Shia. And uh, totally fucked, you know by the Ansari Jula Zia and his, you know, all his uh, progeny and all the sons of Mochis, Nais, Cobblers, Patwaris, you know, they are in command and the ex-servicemen of Air, Air Force like Navid Mukhtar, son of Begadeh Mukhtar, they are in command. Huh? What do you expect? So what will be the role of China in all this? Do they have, do, did they approve of this uh, whole scheme and uh, do they have a role in this? China, China will be total failure. China will be total failure because the only good Chinese, you know, they are, they are the supposed third-rate people. They are the, I, I don't even say that they are human beings. They are aliens who have come here. And the only good Chinese is the dead Chinese, you know. This is what I have to say about China. They will have no They will try to bribe the Taliban and everything, you know. But, you know, with the non-Muslim, you know, these anti-Muslim, Leanings and everything. They will not be a success in Afghanistan. As far as, as I see. Will they use Pakistan though as a proxy? I mean, can they rule Afghanistan through Pakistan? Pakistan will be in thick shit. You know, Pakistan, I repeat, will be in thick shit because of Afghanistan. And Pakistan will become a liability and a period state. And all this bullshit about, you know, this... Uh, Financial task force and you know Paris, you know declaration that Pakistan is clean. 
Pakistan will be struck off the uh, this uh, swift core. It will be like a Paria Strait like Iran, you know, totally isolated. And Pakistan will be in thick shit. And Pakistan has to be very careful in uh, evaluating its options. Uh, basically, uh, our leaders have been pimps all along from 1947. There is no doubt. But they are, you know, badly educated pimps. You know. Uh, you know, they have no intellectual caliber, you know. Pakistan is going to be infected if it does not re-evaluate its policies. Is there a possibility that these people who are running Pakistan right now, whatever mistake they have made, and um, after all, they wanted, at some level, they wanted America to be to lose the war in Afghanistan, right? They, they made that effort also. Uh, and now they have sort of succeeded. So with this victory they find suddenly that they have a problem on their hands. Can they turn around and again become friends of America and servants of America and uh, do whatever we want and then uh, get money for that at least? Uh, you see, uh, the Punjabi establishment has no history of any defense. They are the worst opportunists. They are the best technical prostitutes. They will turn around if they need, you know, and they, they will even suck the Americans intellectually, and uh, it's quite possible. But then won't they get flack from China for sort of becoming again American allies? They can they can betray anybody, and they can betray any person. Betrayal is not a problem for them. Betrayal is the is the trademark of this region, this uh, whole region of five rivers and whole India, I would say. Betrayal is the trademark of this whole region. The most third-rate collaborators and the most third-rate pussies are in this region. Okay? No problem for that. They can betray anybody. As a practical matter, do you think that there is uh, any uh, real possibility that the people who have gathered in Panjshir, for example, or in some of these other places, will hold out for a while or will they soon be either make a deal or be conquered? Uh, Afghan civil war will in, uh, start inshallah, God bless, or without inshallah, I would say. And uh, there is going to be a war. Taliban are going to be contested. It's not going to be a clean break because, you know, this is Rajuri. American, you know, uh, they have played a game to, you know, make uh, all of us fight each other. Americans have done Rajuri. It's a very uh, lovely, expressive term in Persian, Rajuri. Americans have done Rajuri, and there is going to be civil war, and this whole region is going to get destabilized. What is going to be uh, India's position in all this? Can they sort of uh, just leave this place alone and keep stay on their side of the fence and do reasonably okay, or they will get drawn into this? You see, uh, as far as as far as, as far as I foresee, there are going to be drone strikes even in Pakistan. There can be drone strikes even in Pindi or Islamabad. The issue is that drone strikes have only hit the Pashtun. The Pakistani establishment is very happy. People sitting in Pindi, Yapara, they are very happy. Because only Pashtuns have died. But, but future drone strikes, future uh, American bombs can hit Lahore also, Pindi also, Karachi also, Quetta also. There is a likelihood, and the whole situation is, you know, is totally disturbed, you know. And you can't even predict what is going to happen, you know, the way things are moving, you know. Uh, basically, Biden has mishandled it, 
and Biden has hurt the American ego very badly. Now there is a very strong case in the USA for retribution, for revenge. So that is also possible, you know, maybe a second uh, US invasion or second, they can just bomb, you know, if they start bombing Kabul or Islamabad, that is no problem for them. They can spend only 1% of their whole budget and bomb Islamabad or Kabul or Lahore, you know, it's quite possible. And so one has to be very careful, you know. But what is, my question was more about what will be the options for India? What is their likely outcome in this? You see, India has been overplayed by Pakistani media. India was a small player in Afghanistan. The major player is USA. And the second major player is Iran. India is India is not a major player. So, uh, India has done work, you know, they have, you know, uh, done the Uzbekistan Kabul transmission line and everything. They have worked, you know. Right, they have uh, done, India they have done a number of useful projects and they have goodwill because of that. But, and they no, will... they have goodwill. Uh, and, uh, Pakistani media has overplayed the uh, Indian role, like uh, talking nonsense that India has 23 consulates. India does not have 23 consulates. They only have four or five consulates. Indian role is there because India has all along intellectually engaged with Afghanistan. They have taken students. They have, you know, done the medical facilities. They have done transmission lines. India has a role, a goodwill, you know. Whether Taliban like it or not, India has a role. But India has a marginal role. The major player in Afghanistan, my dearest brother, is the USA and followed by USA, Pakistan, and followed by Pakistan, Iran. These are the three major uh, uh, players in Afghanistan. Indeed, India is not a major player. Right. India was never a major player. Right. No, no, I just, my question was more about what will be the effect of this crisis on India. Uh, forget about the role in Afghanistan, That, but what will be the, will the crisis no, like uh, hit uh, Kashmir? Afghans will again connect with India. Kashmir is bullshit. Kashmir was lost because Pakistani, Pakistan had wet pussy leadership in 47-48 war. No Muslim league leader went to Kashmir, so Kashmir was lost. Kashmir is a lost case. It, uh, Taliban will engage India because, you know, uh, ultimately, India is a power which is going to help them. Huh? India with the doctors and with the, with the medical and everything. Pakistan is not going to help them. So, Indians will again come, but Indians will not have a major role. You know? The major players are the Americans. And because Pakistanis don't have moral courage, they don't say it openly. You know? Many of the generals' sons are studying in America, they have properties in America, green cards, so they don't say it openly. They don't, don't have moral courage, you understand? Lower middle class people, certain families, you know, they have no moral courage. America is the major player in Afghanistan. India is not a major player in Afghanistan. But India will re-emerge even with Taliban. You will see. Will there be uh, these uh, various sort of extremist groups that used to congregate in Afghanistan from faraway countries, will that business start again or will is that sort of dead now? No, all sorts of groups will emerge. You know, all sorts of groups are already emerging, even in Pakistan. Because in Pakistan, it is very difficult for any family to survive. The way this Imran Khan government you know, is behaving, you know, they want all of us to die, you know. The way they are doubling and tripling electricity bills, the way they are increasing taxes, even booze. 
liquor which was 800 uh, rupees in uh, nawaz sharif time has become 2500 the way they are taxing people the way they are fleecing people indirect taxes you know they are not taxing the rich people because rich people are part of pti you know the whole mafia my dear friend you know major shahid ramani got murdered just next to imran khan's house in banigala both his uh, himself and his wife and nobody has been caught you know this is the state so uh, pakistan is in is in shit you know what is the there was an interesting piece in your last discussion that suppose afghanistan the taliban do stabilize a little bit then they also may look for strategic depth in pakistan uh, they have uh, like will will they recognize the durand line no, will, will no, they no, there there is one what to talk about stability they are going to become a big problem they are going to become a big problem for the whole world and pakistan and let me tell you islamabad or pindi is not bomb if the americans don't bomb the uh, army general headquarters or the ic headquarters let me tell you it's quite possible we have to be very careful you know we have to exercise our options very carefully because these people are affecting liability and this is not a, a time to celebrate this is not a time to rejoice this is time for more than you know they have crossed the you know they have caused the biggest strategic instability in the whole region in the last 5000 years they are you know deadly you know i mean one has to be very careful with them okay looking back do you think <laughs> do you think there was an alternative after the american invasion in 2001 that it could have ended no, differently there, no there was an alternative america could have divided afghanistan north part with the uzbek and tajiks and the moderate pashtuns western part with baloch and southern part with these bloody stonish people there was an alternative but because americans are basically thirty people they are you know the outcast people who were sent out from you know england the lowest people they have no intellect they only eat burgers you know they only eat mcdonald and they they eat they eat cold you know drink coke you know bloody you know they are the lowest people you know they are the kind of people they are the novio rich you know uh, they are like you know uh, what to say nodolpia these people americans they have no intellect they have no caliber you know they have stephen cohen who did not even know that they were muslim battalion in indian army their best intellectual is Stephen Cohen he was such a threat man he did not even know that they were muslim battalion in indian army talking bullshit you know americans are low caliber people low, low medical low intellectual caliber and they could have done it they could have divided afghanistan like uh, british divided indian pakistan british you see your examples that british divided indian pakistan british divided ireland british divided the usa to canada and north usa why could not the american pushes divide afghanistan into three parts there were many alternatives but because basically they had the people with no intellect americans they only muscles in afghanistan they call them the foolish lion who need a clever fox who is the britisher this foolish lion was total failure in afghanistan because they had no intellect what is what is likely to be uh, the situation in the coming months just in terms of coming months more more instability more instability more chaos you see americans after 31st august americans are start going to start bombing afghanistan now because they have lost 13 people they have to justify public opinion 
they will start bombing Afghanistan. They are going to start screwing Afghanistan. They may even uh, drop a few bombs in on Pakistan. So this is going to be a situation more stability, more chaos, and good for business for retired pensioners like us. You know, good for business. We would love this whole region to go into flames. You know, the way they have treated the pensioners. I am a fucking retired major of Pakistan Army, and these bastards are giving me nineteen thousand rupees per month. You know, what do you expect from us? You know? Yeah, we 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 pray that there should be instability, and there will be instability. Okay. The there is this deal announced. Uh, supposedly, the Turkish and Qatar people will run the airport in Kabul. What, what does that mean? And what what do these kinds of deals actually mean? Uh, Turkish and Qataris are the worst. Uh, what do you call them? Wet pussies, you know. Turkish and Qataris uh, very third rate people. And Turkish, you know, they were defeated in every war by Russia from 1698 till 1918. They are very third rate people, you know. Turkey is full of brothels, full of prostitutes. Turkey is a third rate country. No expectation of Turkey, you know. And Qatar is also, they have no history. Baloch, some of my wife's uh, grand uncles, they were there. Baloch were running the army. These Qataris, they have no, you know, they have no record. They are most third rate people, wet pussies. They can't do it. As far as I see, they can't do it. So there, there will be nobody will run the airport. I mean, it won't work function or anything. What will happen? No airport. A, airport will work because uh, airport uh, airport is always work. Airport is never stop. Airport will work, but uh, Taliban will run it, and maybe they will get some Qataris or Turkish pussies to get some money from them. But Turkish and you know Qataris very third rate people, you know. Uh, not much to expect from them. Very low, you know, caliber. Very, you know, low intellect. Uh, so some of the some of our friends uh, would insist that your estimate that the Americans, after they leave 31st August, they will bomb Afghanistan or they may even bomb Pakistan. That this is overestimating what Americans uh, are going to do. Uh, they are actually going to try. And try and bribe people, like give money to Pakistan or Taliban to behave a little bit better, and they are not going to bomb anyone. No money, money is not possible with Taliban. Uh, Taliban already have billions of dollars because of the mafia face and the uh, Afghanistan drug mafia. They have billions of dollars. They don't need money. And Pakistani state is going to be in exit if it does not revise its policy. You know, because Pakistani state has to be very careful. And it has to behave like a civilized state. It does not have to behave like a sponsor of uh, Taliban or anybody. And people in Pakistan are celebrating Taliban time. This is a, this is bad example. You know, Pakistani state must uh, stay away from these people. But if they try to stay Taliban away, don't need American money, you know. But if the Pakistani state tries to stay away from these people, won't these people start agitating within Pakistan that we can overthrow this uh, westernized elite and have our own good no, Islamic government in Pakistan? No, no, no. With a, with a few artillery regiments and uh, about uh, 5,000 rounds spread, uh, they will be okay. The problem is that U.S. did not give Afghan army any artillery. They did not give Afghan army any tanks. Afghan army was an infantry-based army. They had no tanks. They had no artillery. This is what the stupid people 
even on your side they don't understand america did not give afghan army any artillery any field artillery you see the british east india company conquered india with artillery they used to engage people with artillery and kill them one gun used to kill 500 people you know america did not give the afghan army any artillery any tanks they just give them infantry you know uniforms or fucking rifles or you know, all bullshit armored cars which could be destroyed by you know anything so pakistan army is well poised they can destroy anybody and there is no threat but they have to kill you know blood has to be spilled as you know say in the in the hindu mythology they say kali devi you know durga devi the blood has to be spilled you know afghan army was not necessary not ready to kill if they were ready to kill it was no problem but afghan army was not ready to kill because they had all wet pussy people selected by americans and the real warriors the russian trained people soviet trained people they were removed by this mordegov this bastard ashraf ghani between 2014 and 19 so this is a very uh, is a big question and inshallah pakistan army will uh, be a good uh, potent and there is no problem but pakistan must disengage and stay away from these bastards do you you know you know these people better than us uh, don't you get the feeling i i get the feeling just from whatsapp that most of the senior officers and people in the pakistani army are actually celebrating kind of islamic victory in afghanistan how will they turn around and disengage from these people the pakistan army has generals who are opportunists you know basically a lower middle class army they are opportunists they are, they have no ideology they would you know if the senior is drinking they would drink with that senior if the senior is praying they will pray with him is a opportunist lower middle class third rate army sadly a great army in my father's days but totally deteriorated during this ansari julahs time this jawlok saharanpuri time totally destroyed you know and now totally fucked and composed of opportunist people they are not islamist i would not call them islamist they are opportunist but then will they face blow back from the real islamists like the, they will not you think they can handle them without any problem they can handle they can handle but pakistan must disengage as a peace pakistan must disengage and uh, it's a very sad state and you know i will tell you the low caliber of pakistani intelligence that uh, uh, few uh, yesterday i was crossing the army central library old building on the mall road pari in pindi and i took a photograph record i had a very lovely affiliation i used to come to this library as a young uh, 10 year old or 12 year old i i remember that and library yeah. huh i remember that library yes i have been there myself when we were in pindi yeah i took a photograph and a fucking guy came with a, you know walkie talkie and talking bullshit that you why you are taking photographs i told that fucking intelligence pussy that uh, you know uh, there is no boot there is no warning that i can't take photographs this is a main road you know what is your problem no no i am from 36 punjab and gsq intelligence battalion all bullshit you know pakistani intelligence has got very low caliber they fail to detect indian armored division in 65 or they fail to detect indian 35 mile infiltration in search in 1983 they are very low caliber Uh, don't expect anything good from pakistani intelligence or i say okay brother they were total failure in east pakistan my father was due to ops and general ikbal was dmi and my father used to say that he was totally clueless he had no idea he was dumb you know 
He had no idea what is going to happen now. A Pakistani intelligence was totally clueless. General Akbar was DJI say he was total failure in East Pakistan. They could not even predict who's going to win the elections, you know. The Pakistani intelligence has been a failure all along. Okay. This is a, a pessimistic picture. Uh, but uh, is there like is there an optimistic outcome possible at all, or you think it's completely out of the question? Optimism has never existed in history and we are going to deteriorate because, you know, ultimately this world is going to get destroyed. And uh, as far as I see, Afghanistan, uh, there is no optimism. It's going to get totally fucked, totally screwed, and there is no hope as far as I see. Do you foresee any kind of uh, regime sort of settling down or do you think that this will just be endless civil wars and interventions from this side and that side? Endless civil wars because because generals who could not afford battery in their car, they need dollars. Endless civil wars because they need to build houses in, uh, you know, Pirsuava or in Margala and develop more DHA phases. Endless civil wars. Afghanistan and Pashtuns are there, you know, their dinner and their lunch, you know. If Pashtuns die, so uh, what do the Pakistani establishment care? So until uh, what effect does it have, effect on them? Until until a few weeks ago or a few months ago, there was another party in Afghanistan that you could call the sort of the nationalist Pashtuns, the people who supported the Soviet invasion, the people who are supporters of ANP in Pakistan, for example. Uh, these people, do they still have a role in the future? No, these are the people who are these are the people who are controlling Northern Alliance, who are controlling uh, Masood, everybody. You see, basically the leftists they were in control of Northern Alliance from nineteen ninety two. So these people are very much there. Are they still there? Will they have a role in the future, or this is going to be between Taliban and different Islamic groups and Pakistan, Iran, whatever? No, no, no. Islamic, Islamic, Islamic groups are all Mordecai, you know, pimps. These people, uh, as far as the Northern Alliance is concerned, this is run by leftists. In the background, all of them are leftists. You don't see them, but Northern Alliance, basically, Dostum and Ismail Khan, they are run by leftists, basically, by Russian people, by Russian supported people, Russian trained people. Maybe, maybe Putin has disowned them, but the Russian trained people, the Soviet trained people. Uh, Putin is not a communist, he's a, he's an opportunist. But the Russian trained people, the Soviet trained people, they are running the Northern Alliance. So is that still a viable entity? You think that they will have a role to play in the coming civil war? It's a viable entity and inshallah or without inshallah they will fight. And there is going to be a civil war and uh, Taliban are going to be contested. And it's not going to be clean then. And the Patwari type of our generals, they must realize this. Okay? What is the structure you think of the coming government that the Taliban are going to set up? Who is going to be in charge? Who are their people? And is there any role for these people who are negotiating so-called with them right now, Abdullah, Abdullah, Karzai, whatever? What's going to happen with them? Negotiation will not work because fire and water cannot unite. Negotiations are taking place there, but they are going to be failing. Because, because it is impossible to negotiate with Taliban. 
it is it is impossible to negotiate with a snake the only option you have is to run away or or kill the snake you understand negotiation is not possible so these people who are physically right now in the control of the taliban like abdullah abdullah karzai they are in kabul they are in uh, sort of taliban hands right now they will be allowed to leave or they will stay and join or what will be their future no you see abdullah abdullah uh, if he if he is with taliban then he will be sold by northern alliance Uh, this is Abdullah Abdullah's own initiative. Basically, his father is Pashtun. His mother is Sanchiri. Uh, He's not even a Tajik, you know. He is basically Kandari. His father is Pashtun. Mother is Tajik. So his his position is very dubious in Northern Alliance and uh, the Somali Dahar, the Northern Alliance. They don't regard him uh, as a, even as a Tajik. Uh, So his credentials are very weak. Ismail Khan, uh, Amir Azam, he has gone to Iraq. He is not dealing with them, and I, I don't think deal is possible. And and inshallah, when people start uh, getting killed, which is very likely, then more chaos will develop, and we salute the age of strategic anarchy. We love that. Okay. Uh, okay so any final words or concluding uh, statement any message the final words are that you must publish all of my interview don't censor it oh we will publish not censor anything no don't worry we will not censor yeah. anything we no, are not no publish i publish all the interview and these are my insights my from the core of my heart right my insights to umar ali the son of the greatest ssg of sarano karanadar ali i respect your father that is why i am talking okay brother thank you sir thank you and i we oh, will be in touch god bless you god we will look Never forward mind. to talking to you again and uh, i hope that uh, people listen to you and uh, draw some useful conclusion and not uh, just uh, add to the chaos Uh, thank you very much god bless you god Thank bless you. you god bless you you love me thank you